I think you raised a very important point that we might need to discuss for next couple of minutes. It's about being a solopreneur, being a solopreneur, being a woman, being a mother, trying to create create something without no co-founders, without anything. But you have the passion, you have the clear vision, and you have that gut feeling that it will work. Yeah. And your suggestion for solopreneurs, right, who are mothers, who are women, who have that vision, who have that gut feeling, who are ready to put in all the energy, what would your suggestion be for for people uh, like that who are solopreneurs specifically? Solopreneurs, yeah. My my first suggestion, um, well, number one, um, let me take it from those that are probably single. Yeah. Um, you need, when, if you have an intention of being an entrepreneur or going into entrepreneurship, you need to find a partner that believes in your vision. Mm. That is number one. When I say believe in your vision, not necessarily, you know, whatever industry you find yourself, but the, the partner believes in entrepreneurship and understands the demands of entrepreneurship, what it will take from you. Mm. It will take blood, sweat, and tears from you. And if you do not have a partner that would be in the trenches with you when it's going to take your blood, sweat, and tears, you're going to be emotionally distraught. And that would affect the business because we create from that, that space And if that space is toxic or is infected, you know, um, you can't be your best. Now, for those that have, so so that is my number one for those who are running solo and they haven't found. So if you're having a partner and you're just, you know, throwing in and say, oh, what do you think about entrepreneurship? Oh, it's not for me. I don't believe in it. You know, entrepreneurs are just wasting their time. Let me tell you, run. Because that singular message is going to haunt you. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to affect you down the line. Because when you start a business, you have to give it your all. It's going to take everything from you. You're like you're you you're going to be you're going to look crazy. So you need a partner who understands what is taken from you and can be there with you during that moment. So for those that are already married and you know or whatever and you are in entrepreneurship, you need to find a way to get your your partner, you know, on the same page with you to understand what your passion is. Because at times we evolve, you know, maybe you started as just, you know, um, normal employees, and then you transition to this alien of an entrepreneur, you know, and says, who's this alien in you know, with me, I didn't know you had this in you. So you have to find a way to bring that conversation to the table and to explain to each other what it means to be an entrepreneur. You know, I would need you to be there with me. I would need your understanding is going to bust a a budget is going to do this. It's going to affect, you know, my attention for you, maybe with the kids, I need you on board, you know? So having that conversation 
you know, goes a long way to helping the other spouse who isn't inclined to be an entrepreneur because they, they're going to be looking at you like an alien, like, like what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? You know? So, so, so you have to have that conversation to be able to operate from a same page, you know, uh, space, you know, point of, point of uh, perspective. So, and then having said that, you also have to understand what it's going to take from you and how you're going to, how you're going to, um, you know, make up for whatever it is that is taken from you. Okay. For instance, for, for me, as, um, as a mother of three, when I was on a tour um, uh, with my clients, I had this policy of taking my kids with me and planning around when they are either on a short break or something so they could be with me, you know, on that journey. And, and in a way I'm educating and exposing them and, you know, helping them to see the world or to see, you know, beyond where, you know, where they are. So finding a way to incorporate your, your family into, you know, what you're doing and also being able to know where you have the gaps, who can fill in the gap. And then when you, when you, when you have that opportunity to make up for the gap that you have created. And I, I believe, you know, when that happens, there would, there would still be some friction, but it would reduce it drastically to not having all of this, you know, on the, on the table. Now, because the kids are now part of your journey and they are also seeing Yes, including yeah. your pet now, what you're going through, Ex- and exactly, and downside. So mm-hmm. you're, you're partnering with them and mm-hmm. going through the journey at the same time. And I, I think when they see things and listen things and experience the things that you are experiencing around, I think yeah. is definitely going to bring up the understanding um, ecosystem for sure. Yeah, um, your suggestions for mompreneurs or womanpreneurs or parentpreneurs for that example who have go, uh, gone throughout of the stage of the startup and now they gain traction they're generating revenue they are transforming their business into a mid-sized organization what would your suggestion be for them at that point I, uh, yeah i would say from a very early stage to involve your children yeah. get them interested in what you're doing in not a very um, strict way, like you must, you must be an entrepreneur. No, get them involved, interested in a very informal way to kind of elicit their interest, you know, to get their interest, to see if, um, you know, it's something that they enjoy or they do. Let me give you a case in point, like I said, um, about my kids. When I decided to, um, you know, involve my children in the business. It wasn't because I wanted to teach them the travel and tourism business. It was out of a necessity to have to take care of them while I was on the job. Okay. Now I had this, um, you know, uh, uh, projects that I, I ran, you know, uh, with the schools, the, the, the secondary schools of taking um, students on excursions, on, on trips. So I would have my kids 
you know, in that group that the, for the different schools and they would be on the trip. They would interact with, um, you know, other kids. They would just look at how mommy's doing it, you know. And for me, I was just fulfilling, you know, the part that, okay, I'm seeing all of them, I'm seeing all three of you, one, two, three. Okay, you know, <laughs> and I'm doing my job. You know, I'm loving my job. Now, I did not know that this simple act that I did, which was just born out of my 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 need to 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 have them around me to 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 be able to take care of them, birth something in 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 them, in that you know they were able to travel and see other countries on the west coast of Africa and experience other cultures, language, and what have you. That my first child she has taken tourism travel to the next level. Like she went on skydive Dubai. I said, I did not send you on this trip, you know? <laughs> so what, what am I trying to say? When she had a first degree, you know, she, she studied politics and economy and then she went for a, a master's, you know, um, at Cranfield and studying um, entrepreneurship. And I said, what, what, um, inspired you to to go into entrepreneurship and she said mom you're the trailblazer you're the one that inspired me because I was like I didn't I didn't force you to do this but she <laughs> said you know what you know that and then when she told me that her first business was is in travel and tourism I screamed I said I never had this conversation with you to continue in what I did in my first business she said no mom that I think the travel bug beat me when you took us on those trips and I <laughs> fell in love with travel and tourism. Yeah. And today she's been to Rwanda. She's been to Kenya. She's been to Dubai. She's done the skydive. The day she was doing the skydive, the very moment she just texted me and said, mom, guess what, where, where I am? I said, where? And she said, Dubai. I knew she was in Dubai. She went on a, on a trip to Dubai and said, I'm doing the skydive Dubai, you know, from God knows how many ten thousands of, you know, and I'm like holding my breath. You know, what am I saying? That alone was part of the, what I would say, my, my, um, the high moments when I went into travel and tourism, being able to see your child evolve, yeah. you know, from that innocent, you know, um, act of just taking them along and introducing them to what you do, not not necessarily forcing them. Now she is, she's going to the Dominican Republic. She just came back from Kenya and Dubai. She's planning on going to God knows where she went to Mexico in 2020 in the heat of, um, you know, COVID last year, she went to Mexico, you know, and all of these is a confirmation that when you involve your kids mm -hmm. in what you're doing as a parent, as an entrepreneur, you're not necessarily, you know, forcing them. You're just opening them, opening them up, opening their creativity. My son is a UX UI designer. He's an entrepreneur. He he is an entrepreneur. He wants, you know, he keeps discussing. Mom, I um I want to design um this app for you know ethnic um food delivery, this and that. And I'm like, hmm. You know, so, well, he has his day job, but I know he says, this is where I'm going to end, you know, and my daughter, 
the the last one she's 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 a fashionista she's she's the she's the fashionista of the of 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 um of the of the three of them she she's already starting a youtube channel to you know teach people you know makeup this and that and i see all three of them as entrepreneurs yeah and this they individually found their niche they found their path mm. you know but not necessarily me um forcing them all i did was open them to my world mm. and they found their path and one thing that i also want to you know tell parents is look for the strengths and you know the interests mm. of your of your kids and help mm-hmm. to yeah. to channel that one thing that i do so well that I pat myself on the back is being able to read and see who my child is. I I know each of them. I know what they can do. I understand their strengths. I know, you know, um, you know, what they do best and all of that. Being able to pique the interest, you have to have that listening ear, mm. very eagle eyes, mm. and trust your guts. Yeah. to be able to understand this child is gifted in this place. How do I mm, help this child, you know, to do this? And you place them in an environment that they can begin to make their decisions, yeah. you know, so to speak. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to take this clipping and going to repeat it again for sure, because such an inspiring, as I said, the, the key point is opening and creating an ecosystem and environment where uh, you as an entrepreneur are showing your world and hoping or giving them the opportunity to see that entrepreneurship journey and the world and see if if it's something that they want to learn or um, is it something that they want to become later in life. Um, and it's it's more of learning for the kids um, around this environment. You are also an author yeah, and a okay. poet, right? So where yeah. did that come from? And maybe we can end the podcast with your favorite poem that you want to read that might inspire the entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right. So um, I would say um, my journey to being an author, like I said, I already shared that story of documenting the history yeah. of my state. Yes. So it was. It started as a as a project to just do a, um, a compilation or what I would call a documentary of my state. Yeah. And then I love writing. You know, I my, one of my favorite subjects in school, um, in secondary school, you know, literature. So I could read books. You know, I love reading storybooks, um, Famous Five, Secret Seven, you know, Name It, Barbara Catlin, you know, all of them. So writing comes natural to me. Okay. I, I, I write naturally. So, and then when I see things, I create content based on that. Mm-hmm. So the, my first book, you know, was the, the history of my state, which is a, comp- it's a, it's a three in one. It's, it's a three in one. It's a volume one to three book, which was more like um, the Enid Blyton books of famous five secret seven. Anyone who is very familiar with this English um, author. So I used to read those books and they would come, you know, in a pack. So I wanted to replicate that to just give it that, you know, that, that touch. So um, it's a book that is, um, it's a mix of, 
of illust- is, uh, photographs, um, writings, and uh, yeah, it's a mix of, of, of that. So that's the first book, the first book. Now, the second book, which is a leadership book, was born out of my um my frustration with the with my country's leadership you know um being in government i was i was invited to by my government um in 2004 and for 7 years i was part of the government at the state level and at the local government level and i saw leadership i wasn't happy with what i saw and how leaders you know um kind of the kind of leadership i saw and one thing about me when something bothers me, I want to write about it. So yeah. what I did was begin to look at, it started a conversation in my head, like what exactly is wrong with my country? Where did we miss it? What What is the problem with the leadership? So I said, okay, to understand that I need to go back in time. Mm. And I went back in time to 1960, when we got our independence, to 2010, which is 50 years of leadership. And I began to look at every leader that we had and where we missed it and what it was, what was wrong and how we got to where we were at 2010. So that formed um, the book called um, Dreams of a Patriot. I saw myself as a patriot, you know, for my country. And this is my dream, you know, looking at the mistakes that, you know, these leaders have made and what we can do to to improve and do better. And, you know, and that's where I left that book with a question saying at two in 2010, is this the leader that we're seeking for? You know, there was a particular president that just went, you know, that just um, was sworn in. And I left a question in 2010 in that book saying, is this the leader that we're asking for or where Nigeria is still to look, is still looking for the right leader, you know? So uh, um, and that's where the leadership thing is. Now, the third book is my memoir, my political memoir, um, being a woman, um, entrepreneur. I was still an entrepreneur. Yeah. I was still a mom. I was still a, a, a spouse. Yeah. And then I was a politician, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> at the state and the local government level. So I had, I had, I had constituents, you know, I had a constituency, I had party leaders, I had local government, um, you know, empl- staff, employees, I had all kinds of stuff. And my journey um, you know, it was like walking on landmines as a woman in a highly patriarchal system. Yeah. So I wanted to document for any woman who had the desire, the passion to follow, to 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 serve. Because one thing about me is serve serving. Serving comes natural to me. Yeah. Serving people, uh, you know, a servant, a leader ought to be a servant leader. So that is. That is one thing most leaders don't understand. To be a leader is to serve, yeah. is actually to serve people. It is not to lord over them your leadership or to um, to enforce your leadership on them. You are to you are to serve them, you know. So, and I saw that a lot of leaders have it skewed, and 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 giving your being a leader or serving people is going to take everything from you. It's it's a sacrifice. You're giving everything. It's like entrepreneurship. You're giving your blood, exactly. sweat, and tears. You know, and without any thank you, because you're there to serve. So so my memoir, um, which is called Serve with Heart and Might, that is (laughs) that is I took it from 
It actually describes exactly why I went into politics. I went to serve with my heart. I had, I love my, my, my country. You know, I love my, my, my state. I love my local government, you know, with all my heart, because I, I, I am grounded in where I come from. I want to, I want to see better. And I serve with my might. I am very, I'm a very passionate person. I'm very, I'm cool, calm and collected on this particular podcast. I don't, I don't want you to see the side of me that is so passionate, that is so, you know, jumping on this, going to that. And I do all of that with my might, because when you're, when you're serving, you're throwing your hundred percent. It's hundred percent or nothing. So this is my, all in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that, that's my third, um, my third book. And I've done a biography, which was based on, you know, the books that I have done before. Um, I had uh, a client that I did his 60th. He's an, he's an architect. I did his, uh, you know, his 60, he he celebrated his 60th birthday with a book, uh, you know, a compilation of architectural um, works and that was what I did and he was so impressed with what I did for him that he introduced refer you know he he referred me to a philanthropist to document his life so which meant you know which which is um you know my fifth or sixth book the seventh book so so right now I'm working with um uh, my current book is an anthology of women entrepreneurs I'm not gonna say a word I don't want to say anything <laughs> is due out next year. So that is my um, journey on being an author. Now, years ago, I had been speaking about um, performing these poems, just like Maya Angelou would do, like I rise, you know, yeah. just talking about it. But I I wanted to, to put in some music, you know, to mine, maybe jazz music or something yeah. while I still res- do the, the spoken word thing. But Two, three days ago, hmm. I just went into a crazy mode, a crazy creative mode. And I got the beats for one of the poems that I, that I'm, you know, my single album. And it was like, duh, 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 duh. and it was a rap. And it's like, oh, where did that come from? You know, so I could be a rap, a rapper. <laughs> so just hang in there. You haven't seen the, you haven't seen we everything about Olu. waiting for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, the new dimension of Olu. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So again, Olu, thanks a lot for being on a podcast. Um, everyone, again, Olu, she's a woman, she's a mother, she's an entrepreneur, she's an author, she's a poet. Moreover, she's a beautiful being who likes to serve and help others who are already going through a hardship journey. So thank you, Olu, again. Any last words or any last motivation quotes that you want to give for mothers or parent entrepreneurs before we end the podcast? Any one liner or two liners you want? Yeah, I would say my last word would be first and foremost, fall in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. Know who you are as a person. When I said that I come from a family of entrepreneurs or creators, I didn't understand who I was until I went into a dark place to begin to unravel who I am. And the reason being that until you know who you are, until you understand your authentic self, you're going to be, you know, pushed here and there or pulled here and there to become something in somebody else's mind. 
And I would leave that being authentic and finding who you truly are until I began to see myself as who I am. I can't change who I am. I am passionate. When I walk, I used to, I used to find it funny, you know, I'm walking and I'm, it's like I'm racing somewhere and I'm like, where are you racing to? But when I saw a video of my dad, the singing video of my dad in the 60s, early 60s, 1961, and he was crossing the, the streets in London, the high streets of London, I gasped. I said, oh my God, this is me. I saw the way my dad was walking. I said, oh my God, this is, I have his gait. Hmm. So until I saw that, I embraced myself. Hmm. I embraced who I am. Yeah. And I didn't, I, and nobody can tell me and say, oh, why do you walk like that? Why are you doing this? You know, I'll just say, that is just me. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. So I want to leave that with everyone to find your true authentic self and when you find that self fall in love with that person because that person mm. that person is not a, is an original mm. that person can never be duplicated yeah. so you have to fall in love with who that person is because it's you it's your dna nobody has it it's you you're unique so, in your own way yeah exactly and then know how to have role with that self of yours, have a gig with yourself to be able to give the best of yourself to the world. Awesome. Thanks again, Olu, for your wonderful words. And it's very, very, truly motivational for sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being on our podcast, Olu, everyone. I um, appreciate Thank you, Hema, for having